0: Hey there, this is Patrick, and you're listening to Youth St. Stephen, a podcast produced by the Youth Ministries at St. Stephen Lutheran Church. Thanks for joining us today. We're so glad you're here with us. We are wrapping up this series. That's right. This is our final week on our conversation of justice that we've been calling More Than a Hashtag. Speaking of hashtags, let me tell you about a hashtag that I kind of have a little bit of a love-hate relationship with. That's right. We're talking about humble brags. Hashtag humble brags. They're those things that you see all over social media. It's what you do when you're kind of wanting to brag about yourself, but you don't want to look like a jerk. So you turn the brag into a compliment or like a, a funny observation. Example, Joe Jonas wrote, Totally walked down the wrong escalator at the airport from flashes of the cameras. Go me. Or how about uh, this guy named Lee Unkrich? Don't really know him, but he's a spaz alert. I tripped walking up the stairs to the stage to receive my Oscar nominee certificate. Totes Magoats wrote, I just realized I've only showered in one of my five showers since I've moved in here. This must change. Hashtag totes problems. And Kevin Hart wrote, I'm watching the UCLA and Florida game in amazement because I performed in the same arena where they're playing now and sold out. Hashtag God is good. The person writing a humble brag, they usually think about being humble, but the rest of us, they know exactly what they're doing. Bragging. According to a recent study from researchers at Harvard and the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, the humble brags really aren't fooling anybody. We can see through each other's humble brags instantly, and they're pretty annoying. I said I have a love-hate relationship with them because, well, you know, I love them because they're so cringe-worthy, but I hate them because I know that I've definitely been guilty of humble bragging once or twice, or maybe a million times, and well, that's embarrassing. Our world is not as it should be. There is pain, evil, and injustice all around us. In the age of social media, it's easier than ever to stay informed about all sorts of injustices. But is sending a tweet or posting a selfie or sharing a video about an inspiring cause really all it takes to make a difference in the world? Or is it possible that justice is about something much more than a hashtag? In this series, you'll be challenged to not just post about the injustices around you, but to actually do something about them by loving mercy, acting justly, and walking humbly. Welcome to More Than a Hashtag. We're talking about humility. The topic of humility would have been a good way to start this series on justice, but it also is a good way to end it. Remember, justice means to make wrong things right. So what do justice and humility have to do with each other? If injustice is on one end of the spectrum, Humility is on the other. They're sort of opposites. Injustice happens when people behave out of selfishness, arrogance, pride, and greed. When those things exist, people tend to get hurt and injustice tends to happen. But when people act from a place of mercy, love, and humility, justice tends to follow. People who are humble tend to make wrong things right more often than people who are selfish. For the last few weeks, we've been reading a passage of scripture that I'd like to revisit one last time, and that's Micah 6, chapter 8. It reads, no, he has told you what he wants, and this is all it is, to be fair, just, merciful, and to walk humbly with your God. Today I want us to focus on two words from this passage, walk humbly. But how? And how can walking humbly help bring about justice by righting wrongs in the world? Like our definition of mercy from a couple weeks ago, the definition of humility, and the answer to this question, is embodied in the person of Jesus. The Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians 2, 3-11, through 11, and I'm reading from the Living Bible. Don't be selfish. Don't live to make a good impression on others. Be humble, thinking of others As better than yourself. Don't just think about your own affairs, but be interested in others too and in what they're doing. Your attitude should be the kind that was shown to us by Jesus Christ, who through he was God did not demand and cling to his rights as God, but laid aside his mighty power and glory, taking the disguise of a slave and becoming like men. And he humbled himself even further, going so far as to actually die a criminal's death on a cross. Yet it was because of this that God raised him up to the heights of heaven and gave him a name which is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Jesus left his place at the throne of God. And he humbled himself by coming to earth. He took on the form of a human and suffered the shame of a criminal, even though he never sinned. Jesus's motivation for doing this was the salvation and redemption of you and me. He put our needs above his own comfort and status. Jesus' death and resurrection served as the ultimate act of mercy, justice, and humility. If you're taking notes, here's three points that go on the line with those words. Jesus' death and resurrection was an act of mercy because it gave us the opportunity to be spared from the punishment we deserved. Number two, his sacrifice was an act of justice because through it, he restored everyone who puts their trust in him to a right place with God. Jesus writes all of our wrongs. And number three, his sacrifice was an act of humility because through it, he put you and me before himself. For Jesus and for us too, walking humbly, loving mercy, and doing justice are all connected. While Jesus is the best earthly example we've ever had for loving mercy, acting justly, and walking humbly with God, There is one other person I want to introduce you to. Her name is Mother Teresa. If you're not familiar with her, Mother Teresa was a Roman Catholic nun and a missionary who was called by God to serve the people of Calcutta, India. She founded the Missionaries of Charity, an organization that cared for people dying from terrible diseases, fed and clothed the poor, and provided schools and orphanages for children in need. She chose to spend her life living in poverty in order to care for others. She's the recipient of a Nobel Peace Prize, author of her own autobiography, and is recognized all over the world as an example of the incredible love and mercy of Jesus. Just as Jesus has humbled himself to show mercy on her, Mother Teresa humbled herself to show mercy to people Jesus made and loved, but who were experiencing great injustice. A reporter once interviewed Mother Teresa and asked her, what is God's greatest gift to you? She replied, the poor people. A little confused by her answer, the reporter asked further, how are they a gift to you? Mother Teresa replied, I have an opportunity to be 24 hours a day with Jesus. How could Mother Teresa and others carry on with the difficult work of caring for the poorest of the poor and the sickest of the sick in the slums of Calcutta? Mother Teresa had this to say. We try to pray through our work by doing it with Jesus, for Jesus, to Jesus. That helps us put our whole heart and soul into doing it. The dying, the crippled, the mentally ill, the unwanted, the unloved, they are Jesus in disguise. I want to read one more passage of scripture, and in this passage, Jesus paints a picture of what it could look like to love mercy, act justly, and walk humbly with God. It's also a passage that Mother Teresa seemed to take very seriously. We're reading in Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 46, and I'm reading from the Living Bible. But when I, the Messiah, shall come in my glory and all the angels with me, then I shall sit upon my throne of glory and all the nations shall be gathered before me. And I will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats and place the sheep at my right hand and the goats at my left. Then I, the king, shall say to those at my right, come, blessed of my father, into the kingdom prepared for you from the founding of the world. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me water. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your homes, naked, and you clothed me, sick and in prison, and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Sir, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you anything to drink, or a stranger and help you, or naked and clothe you? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And I, the king, will tell them, when you did it to these, my brothers, you were doing it to me. Then I will turn to those on my left and say, away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry and you wouldn't feed me, thirsty and you wouldn't give me anything to drink, a stranger and you refused me hospitality, naked and you wouldn't clothe me, sick and in prison, and you didn't visit me. Then they will reply, Lord When did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you? And I will answer, When you refused to help the least of my brothers, you were refusing to help me. And they shall go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into everlasting life. I said Mother Teresa took this passage of Scripture very seriously. I want to take another look at a statement that she made about her ministry to the people of Calcutta. I see Jesus in every human being. I say to myself, this is hungry, Jesus. I must feed him. This is sick, Jesus. This one has leprosy or gangrene. I must wash him and tend to him. I serve because I love Jesus. You know, Mother Teresa certainly dedicated her life to serving the least of these. Jesus told us to humble ourselves in order to serve the most desperate, overlooked, and unloved of his creation. Mother Teresa committed her life to doing just that. If you want to do justice, walk humbly. You can walk humbly. Like Mother Teresa, our ability to humble ourselves is connected to our ability to receive the gift of Jesus who humbled himself for us. When you truly experience God's love and mercy, you will be so humbled that you will want to extend that same love and mercy to others. You can walk more humbly with others when you remember how God mercifully walks with you. You remember what Jesus did on the cross for you. You look for the face of Jesus in everyone you meet, but especially, especially in the faces of the poor, the sick, the oppressed, and the marginalized. And you remember that apart from him, you can do no good thing. John 15, 4 through 5. For the last four weeks, we've spent time exploring how we can approach justice not as another hashtag or trendy social media campaign, but as a lifelong mission of making wrong things right in Jesus' name. Remember, we said our journeys toward injustice start when we decide to do something. We said that God's heart for justice is less about punishment and more about showing mercy. We talked about the many ways that we change our behavior in order to act more justly. And today, we closed our conversation with a reminder to follow Jesus' example and to walk humbly with God. In the last four weeks, I hope you have been challenged to let God use you to make wrong things right. And I hope that you take his invitation to join him on his mission in the world. I know the mission of bringing justice to the least of these can feel pretty overwhelming, but I believe that God has not only called you He's equipped you to do good work that he has designed for you to do. So do something, love mercy, act justly, and walk humbly with your God. You have no idea how much God can and will do through you. Well, hey there, you're still listening. You are the true MVP. Give yourself a nice pat on the back. We as a ministry for today's youth pour our heart into these episodes. And when someone goes all in and listens to everything we've got, it makes our heart shine. So thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, share it with a friend. Send them a text or a snap and feel free to post us on your story. Let us know what you thought about today's episode. You can send us an audio message on Anchor. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for joining in and spending some time together. We can't wait to see you again. Check out what else we've got for you at saintstephenorg youth. And remember, God loves you no matter what. See you soon.